once a week, try to go, whether you can only handle a half an hour or if you could do like half a day, go volunteer somewhere. What that does, it, it's like, it, it's it's selfish in a way, like, because it is that beneficial for you over whoever you're helping. And you just, you, you don't even realize it, but when you do it, it, it's like, wow, just and magical things start to happen because of it. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Today's guest, Mike Koala, is a new friend of mine. We were introduced through a previous guest on the podcast, John McGee, AKA the kindness coach. Mike is a very successful entrepreneur who quickly jumped on a couple calls to give me guidance by sharing his expertise and knowledge while expecting nothing in return. That's the type of guy he is. He's got such a big and beautiful heart. During our episode, we talk about the importance of being selfish and how that's really not an accurate word for what we're referring to. Also, about how we need to come together and connect more instead of allowing our differences to separate us and detach us from our oneness. All right, my buddy, Mike Koala, welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate you being here. I'm excited to uh, reconnect. Uh, So there's a lot that's gone on in your life since uh, we spoke last, so I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, so (laughs) I feel like some of the biggest... Not even, not even, I feel like some of the biggest things that have happened in my life have happened in the past two months since I've known you, which is so crazy. And the fact that right now we live very close to each other, which is just to me like random and so kismic and I'm excited. And then the fact that in two months, I'm going to be living even closer to you and literally right in the area that you're in. (laughs) That I'm in. Yeah. And what's funny is like somebody that introduced us is across the pond all the way in the UK. And I know he's a previous guest of yours, John McGee. And, you know, he's just such an amazing, the kindness coach, an amazing dude. And he introduced us. And like you said, we're literally, I think, what, 30, 40, 50 miles away from each other. 
Yeah, amazing. In fact, everybody, just so how me and Mike met each other, like he just mentioned, was through John. And after me and John recorded the podcast, we were chatting after, and then he's like, listen, I got this buddy. He is incredible. He can definitely give you just some insight and, and some information and just help you, you know, grow Spread Love Movement and, and yourself and just have this impact reach more and more people and the impact of spreading love and kindness. And uh, John literally like had the nicest things to say about you. And John is one of the kindest people and one of the, bright, one of the brightest lights I've ever, I've literally ever met. And the fact that he was saying all these great things about you, I was just so excited to meet you. And then Mike, the re one, like the main reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because of who you are as a person. Yes, you're this entrepreneur that started all these businesses and done all this incredible stuff, but it's like, that is incredible, but I'm fascinated by you because of your heart and just who you, who you are. And in our few conversations, and again, the way that John spoke about you and how you came in, just open arms, man, willing to help me in any way that was needed was really, really special. And I'm really so appreciative of that. So thank you. That's awesome. And so no, he, he's just, uh, you know what I love about um, John and just any good, good friend is like, we all ask people, how are you doing? So like when we started this today, like you said, like, how are you doing? You know, I went right into it. You know, yeah. hey, I think I had COVID last week. I think my kids have it now. And, you know, um, how many times do you ask somebody, how are you doing? And they say, good, great, whatever, right? And so yeah. it's just a natural, like, reflection. And my follow-up to everybody is always, no, how are you really doing? Yeah. Because we all have, you know, something going on in our lives and that's okay. And that's what, you know, I think is friendship. So what I love about John is, you know, he calls out um, my BS. I call out his BS when I say something that I'm like, I didn't even realize it could have hurt him, his feelings. Like, you know, he, he's like, before we start our accountability call each week, he'll be like, hey, Mike, I just, you know, I want to let you know, like, you know, you had said Y last week and it made me feel Z. And I'm like, really? And so it's it's so cool to have a friendship like that and just, you know, make me aware of the little things. So we push each other constantly. And I think it's, you know, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's even bigger than marriage in a sense, because, you know, I know you're newly married and, you know, it's a great feeling. I'm married 24 years. Right. And um, it's those hard conversations sometimes of really just making each other aware of like when we cross boundaries that we didn't even know there was a boundary. Right. And it's like, how do we know unless the other person feels like they can be open and vulnerable and explain and, and, you know, and just try to understand what happened? Mike, that is huge. Men being open and vulnerable with each other is a huge message that I'm trying to just push out more to the world because I'm just such a firm believer in us being genuine and us being our true selves and supporting and loving each other and we can't fully connect with someone, I feel like, unless we're able just to be ourselves and to be open. And the fact that you and John can have those conversations and he can say, hey, you know, like you just said, X, what you said last, last week made me feel like this. And then you guys can just chat about it and get an understanding of each other. And that just brings people together more. It creates more of a connection than a divide. And it's so 100%. And so like one of my good friends, uh, his name is John Finch. Um, he wrote a famous doctor documentary and a book, and I've helped him a little bit with it. It's called the father effect. 
And the reality is this, we all have a father wound from childhood, um, you know, and we might not even realize it. <clears throat> One of my big um, hashtags is pres present over present. Um, so, you know, like with my kids, and I think I shared that with you also, yeah. like as advice, because I really think it's some of the best and we don't realize it. Like literally, I came home from um, working on Wall Street on 9-10-2001. And, you know, I always worked really long hours. And my wife said to me that night, it was like, I think eight o'clock or a little bit later, she's like, hey, let's go out and, and get some dinner. And I never went out on work nights. I just, I, I don't. And um, I knew she wanted to talk about something. And so we got to the restaurant, I ordered a drink and it was time for her Bacardi and Coke and she didn't order one. I went, hmm. And so I learned that night that I was having my first child. And so, you know, um, it was the most like amazing news. And so literally the next day was 9-11. Um, I went in and resigned. Um, why? Because, you know, I had a very stressful job. I, um, you know, knew I wouldn't be able to be with my child the way that I wanted to be. And obviously we know what happened. The world changed a half an hour later. Um, and luckily my, um, you know, hired to bees loved me that they wanted me to stay because it probably wasn't the best time to start a business. But why I share that is because I started the business because I wanted to be present, you know, with my family, my starting it. But sure enough, it just started grabbing the, these tentacles around me. I jumped into my first business and, you know, I'm just going to stay a little bit later tonight. I'm just going to, you know, take this extra phone call. I'm just going to do this. And next thing you know, you know, I look back and, you know, where was I really present? I'm, I'm a good father, I feel. Um, and I'm a better father today than I was yesterday. And I'm going to be better tomorrow because it is very, very big focus of me. But I share that because, you know, John Finch, you know, John Finch had, you know, alcoholism in his um, family, unfortunately. His father's father was a drinker. His father was a drinker. John's father dropped him off at school and he'd be a great guest. Went to drop him off at school. I think he was sixth grade, um, pulled down the street, pulled out a shotgun and unfortunately, um, you know, took his life. And, you know, John went um, on a bender throughout life until finally at 42, God spoke to him and um, he created this documentary and he went and he's interviewed famous people um, from around the world just in this documentary about the impact that we as men, um, as fathers particularly, have on our children, particularly even girls, like where, you know, uh, women don't even realize the way that they'll grow up and a lot of the way they act and the person they're attracted to is back from fatherhood, psychological, right? And so it was just, you know, so important um, to really be able to say stop and, you know, how do we break this generational gap and then be aware and really be present with who we are today? And, um, you know, John is, um, both Johns are very mentors to me and um, helping me one, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, um, one from, you know, and spiritual and religious to me are two different things um, also. And maybe we can talk on that later, but um, just so powerful, um, you know, so yeah, uh, presence over presence, man. Oh my God, that was so cool when I uh, right when I had uh, emailed uh, Mike and let him know that uh, we were pregnant, which is <laughs> got married, got pregnant, really quick period of time, and I'm just so grateful, like so many blessings and so many gifts, and that was in the email back to me, presence over presence. And I'm someone who is like always trying to work on being more present and being here. And it's really things like that. You know, you get an email from someone like you 
who I just have so much love and respect for, to send that to me. It's like just reiterating more, being present and being present. And yes, it's like with my, you know, my child and then, you know, with the ones potentially after, um, I, I just want to be the best father that I can be, right? And I, I want to be there with them in moments and, you know, not be working so much or too much where it's like, hey, buddy, I, I can't be around, but like, right, here's a present, here's a gift, here's something materialistic to try to help just like cover the wound for a moment, right? It's like, I want to be there with them. I want them to know that they, that they have me always and that I, I will always be somebody in their life that is not going anywhere and that my physical presence is more important than any gift or anything else that I could, that I could possibly give them. And that was just, yeah, that was awesome. And I, that hearing that from you and it's like, it's like presence over presence. It's like, duh, but like hearing it, you know, and having and being able to read it is like, boom, it has it sink in even more. And I can't tell you how appreciative I am of something like that too, going into this next journey of my life. And do you know how many, um, so again, I have a very open house. I'm a you know Sunday school teacher. Um, yeah, I mentor teens, and so my, my house. I've got three teenagers. Very open. Like, come on in, talk. You don't know how many times like uh, friends of my children will tell us like our family doesn't hug. Like when they see us, like when we hug and like when I chill with them and I sit down. Like you know, sure I'm a pestery father sometimes. I'm sure, but um, like. I just sit and chill and talk with them and just, you know, really dig deep. And um, we have to be like, they, they don't want those presents. And, you know, a lot, I live in a very well-to-do neighborhood and, you know, I see a lot of these kids sometimes that, you know, have the most newest, coolest, fanciest thing, but their home is broken um, because that, that love is missing, that true love. And it, I'm not saying that parents don't love them, but it's all about like, image like oh they just made honor roll or look they won first place or this and kids don't really care about that you know what they care about is are you listening to me like those conversations i know with my wife i'm a i go to bed early but sometimes at like 11 o'clock she's sitting in my daughter's room who's you know 15 our youngest and you know, like the most deepest converse, conversations why there's a, a trigger that goes off in their brain i've interviewed a lot of doctors uh, children's psychologists and you know it's just fascinating how their brains work so in the middle of the night sometimes they want to have those conversations you know they don't care about you know getting the newest iphone yeah sure it's cool but if like you're really listening authentically the impact you can have um and also the way that you demonstrate you live your life because they're watching they are so watching and soaking things in. Um, and that's, you know, to me, it's just like every day I am just trying to be a bit better person. Yes, I love that, right? And I'm such a firm, such a firm believer in like really leading by example, right? Like the changes we want to make in this world and the love that we want to spread and the openness. It's like, it's us doing those things, right? So it's you being that the best version of yourself that you can be, Mike, and your wife doing the same thing. And your kids seeing that, and be like, wow, like that looks great. I want more of that. You know what I mean? It's not always, hey, you got to do it this way and it's that way. It's you doing it, being that light, and then other people noticing and seeing it and being like, okay, cool. Yeah. There's something. And sharing when you screw up, man. Yeah. Like, because we all do like mistakes or mistakes for a reason. It's, yeah. you know, it's okay. And, you know, um, I, I let my kids know that because again, I didn't grow up that way. You know, my, my father was not that way. He was very, very strict. And, you know, um, I mean, you know, I'll share a story that, um, you know, like 
when I was in college, you know, my father throughout always voted me about work hard, work hard, be the best. And so, you know, and he taught me a lot and, you know, I love him to death, but, um, you know, I worked for Allstate also and I ran an office. And so I remember I came home one night uh, for dinner with my family and I had to go back to the office to lock up. And I remember telling my father, I'm like, hey, this weekend, um, you know, my boss um, had said like, hey, I got you tickets to Marriott Marquis for the weekend because I had had like a killer month for him selling insurance. And um, I was very excited. My father's like, well, isn't it your weekend to run the office? I was like, it is, but my boss told me to go to New York and have fun with my friends. And he's like, no, it's your responsibility. Man, I was so mad at him. He and I fought and I left. I went back to the office. I called my boss, let him know. He came in. I was underage, but he brought me out to his bar that um, he could get me into and had a couple of drinks. And when I came home that night um, on my desk was a note from my father and it said, good things come to those who wait, but only those things left over by those who hustle. And it's an Abraham Lincoln quote. And so he left me this long note. Um, night was hard because um, at two o'clock in the morning, my mom came running down the hall. My father had passed away. And so... Um, but to me, like that, you know, like that Mike, that little Mike, I call it like at that age, you know, um, I don't know if you know, Bruce Van Horn, he calls himself little Bruce sometimes. Like we all have that little person inside. Right. And so little Mike just bottled that up. And for like, you know, 15 years, dude, I was an animal. I did really well in wall street, did really well in my first few businesses, but I don't feel like I was, you know, like I just went through these motions. I was never really like, you know, and I say motions, not emotions, because I bottled up my emotions. But, you know, I would say 2018, um, my next, like my last really, really big business, it went from 10,000 users one night to zero the next morning. It like, you know, lost everything with that company and it just, you know, fell apart. Um And a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. But, man, I'll tell you, like, that was 2018. I am such a better person today. Like, you know, God works in really weird ways. And, you know, he had to put me through a lot of pain um, to realize, like, hey, dig deep, Mike. And, you know, now I just, you know, I'm definitely not that person who I used to be. I just, you know, I literally just I want to connect with people. Um, you know, I want to connect with myself first. Mm -hmm. Um, so you and I were talking before, you know, you hit record, like to me, it's so important. Like the way I start every day, like I used to start every day, like right out of bed and bam into the office and pounding. Now it's like, no, man, like (laughs) I spend, you know, time with, you know, my Bible, I spend time with, of course, the miracles I told you I'm doing. And, um, you know, and then I go for a walk just in silence and, you know, and then I go to the gym with my kids and, you know, then when my day starts, I've already had three hours for that day before I've picked up my phone, before I've done anything. And it's just, I feel so supercharged that nothing can take me out of place. And then I finish my day that way too. So it's like my bookends are so strong that then whatever goes on during the day, it's like, okay. Okay. So it's so true. Mike, first off, man, I love you. Thank you for just sharing that about your father and that story and being just vulnerable and, and open. Um, really so much love for that. I appreciate that. And, um, I, we've talked about this, right, obviously, and, and having like a morning routine. And I want to ask you in a second, too, what are you doing at night as well, if it's the same thing, or if it's a little sure. bit different. Um, but I could not agree more with that. And for everyone listening, 
I used to do the same thing. I used to work in New York City. I would get up in a frantic with not much time. I'd rush and eat cereal really quickly, hop in the shower, get my clothes on, and, and literally run out the door. Yeah. And then get to work like just on time. Not at, not early, not even a few minutes early, but literally exactly on time. And um, when you jump into the world like that, there's just you're just setting yourself up for more chaos um, and more difficulty throughout the day. And when you can give yourself that time in the morning, literally, if you can give yourself an hour or two or three like you is amazing. And you can just start not being rushed into the day, but taking your time, easing into the day and doing things where you're practicing self-love. It's like, why don't we, we don't talk about that enough. I feel like as a, as a species, it's like, what are we doing every single day? Well, like, what did you, not, not asking you this, Mike, but rhetorically, it's yeah. like, what are you doing every single day to, for self-care? I was literally talking to my brother about this last night and we're like, why isn't this a conversation that happens more often? Why are we not saying, okay, like you literally, what did you do today to promote self-love in yourself? What did you do today to take care of yourself and to give yourself some love and to give yourself some kindness? It's like positive affirmations, meditation, yoga, walking, um, going on a run, uh, working out, spending time with your children. Like there's just infinite ways that we can, we can promote our own self-love and in doing this practice in the morning, it's totally changed my life. It's remarkable the difference that every single day, how it can change when you're actually intentional with your morning and you do things to set yourself up to have a great day. Because in doing those things in the morning, no matter what happens throughout the day, because those things are going to happen regardless, but by setting yourself up in a positive, good, calm state of mind, and doing things that bring you happiness and joy and gratitude in the morning. When those obstacles and those things arise during the day, which again, they're going to do no matter what, or they'll just, you know, they will happen regardless, you're just much better prepared and you're in just a much better state of being in order to handle these things. It is yeah. a world, it's such a world of difference where I would get so caught up in the nitty-gritty of the day and the negativity and it would bring me down. And then now when those things are coming into my reality, it's like I'm acknowledging them, I'm seeing them, I'm not letting them bring me down anymore. I'm just surrendering and accepting that they're there and then keeping a good state of mind and then just continuously moving throughout the day. That's um, awesome. It's, I, I, I literally cannot believe how much it, it's changed my day. It's Sometimes I'll like reflect and think back on it because now that I'm here, I kind of forget that it was that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think morning and uh, nighttime are so important because yeah. think about this way. Like when you go to bed also, um, you know, your conscious um, is shutting off. Your subconscious is still wide awake. And so what a lot of us don't realize is, you know, if we're having a bad day or a bad, and I don't think really bad days, but bad moments. Um, but then we go to bed with that bad moment and then we're reflecting on it. We don't realize like for eight hours or 10 hours or however long you sleep, your subconscious is just going through that. Whereas if you could really just have some type of system and, you know, there's so many different ones out there, right? Um, I love what you do for the morning. I think, you know, um, I can't wait to share like more of it with the world. Cause it's really, it's morning routines, very important nighttime routines. Again, you're going to bed, like just program that brain. So for me, it's, you know, the Bible, right? And so I use the Bible app. Um, I do have a Bible next to my bed, but like, I love the Bible app and I always try to go through some type of plan. And so at night, you know, like right now I'm going through uh, 
this one guy, uh, what did I just say? I got to pull this up because he's incredible, if you don't mind. The name of the guy is Rob Carman, um, C-A-R-M-A-N. Uh, he's a doctor um, and he's gone through, you know, depression, what have you. But he just really, um, he, you know what it is? Um, he's real. Like he's, and, and to me, like that's like, uh, I love Instagram, um, you know, and I know, you know, you do too. Um, what I love about your account is it's real, right? These are real, real stories. Um, there's a lot of big accounts out there that are just like, you know, sharing um, motivational quotes. Um, to me, I'm really cautious when I share things and thinking about how is it perceived by that other person on the other side. Yeah. Um, like when somebody's going through, you know, like a really rough time in life, you know, giving them some motivational quote of, you know, um, everything's going to be okay when you're feeling like really, really down. Um, again, like to me, I always think, and I'm not saying that it's inconsiderate because I'm sure you're meaning to help, but put yourself in that person's shoes and say to yourself, like when, you know, things are very rough for you, maybe, you know, you're diagnosed with something, um, you know, it, it's really hard and the power of the mind is so important. So for me, it's presence over presence again. It's like, I want to sit down with that person and just let them talk and just be that ear and get them talking um, or just sit there in silence. You know, I remember I was at a, a, a bar two years ago and some, you know, I started talking to some lady and I had said something and she um, was diagnosed with cancer. And so she took it offensively. Um, she was really upset and, um, and challenged me back. And then, so I, you know, just said back to her, um, you know, I let her know like, Hey, that's not my intention and all, but you know, you know, it sounds like something really deep down inside is hurting with you right now. Um, outside of obviously, um, this, this ease disease, right. This ease. Yep. So we just started talking. We spent an hour, man, um, just really connecting. And, you know, she had issues from childhood, um, abuse, unfortunately, that were just weighing on her, but you know, at the end, man, we had the best conversation in the world. But it all started again for me just saying something. So it's always made me think since then, like when I share something, like how is this perceived by the other person on the other end? And will it make them better than where they are um, today? Right. And so I really try um, to think before posting or saying anything on how things are perceived. Got it. Yes. Because, right, it's like we could have the most like the most well-intentioned message in the world but if it's not articulated in a way for that person to receive it then they don't receive it you know no. <laughs> right no. and that's, yeah and it's like our whole purpose of what we what we trying to what, what we want to do and that's just to help that person and be there for that person it yeah. completely goes away it doesn't even exist anymore because we weren't able to have it come across in a way where they're able to perceive it in, in a positive light yeah, like conversations like down in the thread of like whether it's Instagram or Twitter or wherever, like when there's true authentic conversation going on, I think that's where like the real magic happens. Yes. You know, instead of like people getting, you know, catty with one another and you know, but just really, you know, seeing where the intention was behind it. Cause I really do believe whether you're the left side, right side, whatever, you know, it, put that all aside. Like we all are good people. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, as long as we come together and don't let, you know, the media and these algorithms try to manipulate us um, and tear us apart from one another, if we could just really just realize that this is another human, you know, that just left a comment. And maybe if it's a comment that you disagree with, 
we don't know what's going on today in that individual's life that if we could just be that person, you know, to ask, how are you? Like, you know, and like maybe even just DM them and do it privately. Like we don't need to, you know, roll up our sleeves and get all tough inside the threads. Like let's really say we could really, you know, you hear these stories all the time where people were on the edge and somebody came into our life and changed it. And we could be that person or we could be the instigator and we have that choice. Yes, that is such a choice. Thank you, Mike. So many times when someone will either say something negative or just something that is opposite of your belief, a lot of us initially want to just attack, right? We want to get our point across. We want to be right. We want to show you that we know something. We want to show you that you're wrong. And I just think that's so... it's so detrimental to our society and to our oneness because we are all one. We are the same, right? And things like you said, like the media and things like that, it, it is designed to push us apart. It's designed to keep us down. It's designed to separate us and diminish our oneness. And when we're on social media and you see a comment of somebody maybe being like rude or negative towards somebody, Again, our reaction is is to want to kind of come at that person where something I'm really, really working on every single day and struggling with it sometimes, sometimes doing really great with it. Um, But it's fun. You know, the journey is fun. And and, uh, I mean, life is just fun. So if we can just take it that way and go with it, everything can be awesome. And in these moments of where someone will be mean or negative, we want to, again, react negatively back towards that person when in reality, that person needs our love the most. Definitely. Right. So, and so I'm going to touch on like two different things. When it's someone who's just being negative or down or mean to somebody, they need our love the most because, like you said, Mike, like we don't know what's happening in their life. We don't know what's going on with them. Who knows the news they could have received or who knows what upbringing they could have had. There's infinite things that we don't know about that person. What we do know is that we're one and that we're the same. Right. So instead of coming back at that person, just being like, like DMing them on the side and be like, hey, buddy. Just want to, you know, check in and see how things are. And I've had these experiences where a follower has said something really, really mean to me in a, in a DM. And I'm going to be very transparent. In a moment, I'm like, ugh, how could this person say this? Ugh, and I get angry. And then I catch it, though. Like, I'm just so grateful that now I'm catching it. And I'm like, okay, this is not who I want to be right now. And this person deserves my love, again, more than anybody else. So then I'll respond to that person with love and kindness. And I'm like, that, that's okay that you feel that way. Well, you know, I did it for this reason, or I still have love for you and, and all these things. And every single time I've done that, the person will then respond and be like, thanks, man. I'm so sorry. Like, I really needed that. I was just having a really down day or, you know, my girlfriend just broke up with me or whatever it might be. And it just creates this openness and this vulnerability and this room and the space for us to connect instead of divide. And then in the other example where someone may just be saying something that is totally disagrees with your viewpoint or what you think, instead of just arguing with the person and creating that separation, reach out to them and just try to understand where they're coming from. New perspectives are like the coolest thing in the world. I love a new perspective on something. And just because someone thinks opposite of you, that's not a reason to hate them or dislike them or to think negative negatively towards them at all because we live in it in a world where everyone is different that is like one of the most beautiful things about being here everyone is unique and their own and different and we should embrace that so when someone views you differently or views something completely opposite of you instead of being mad at them just being like cool this is just a part of the life that we live in people are different 
And this person can actually help me. They can help open my mind and my perspective to something else. It doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily agree with them, but it could just give me a, a new thought or a new angle and a new way to see something. Man, so it, it's funny. I, um, and I don't care saying this. Um, you know, I'm a conservative. Um, and I have so many friends, um, that are liberal friends and, you know, we all just have great conversations all the time, but this is funny. Like, um, when I was just getting ready to leave wall street, I, um, had the opportunity, um, to in New York, like when, you know, like a president comes to town or the vice president, they actually don't have state officials drive like the secondary in command. So like Tipagora, for instance, came into my van. Like I got the opportunity to volunteer and like um, I got to go on to Air Force Two, which was an incredible event. And so a picture of me and Al Gore together and, you know, the creator of the Internet. And man, like I just remember friends of mine just being like, you know, um, you know, because I was in this young Republican club at the time. They're like, what are you doing? You're like, you know, and I'm like. They're humans, man. But let me just tell you, like I had, we were sitting literally like, cause he had like 15 minutes, somebody was late, I guess. And like, so secret service was there and all, but 15 minute conversation with the vice president of the United States. Like it was the most incredible thing in the world. Like, so you just never know. Um, you know, it's funny, you got married in uh, Clearwater Beach. Mm-hmm. And so Mandy, um, my um daughter or actually Katie, uh, my youngest daughter, Katie and I were over there recently. We rode our bikes and my wife was supposed to meet us when we were going to have dinner and watch the sunset. Well, uh, all of a sudden the storm started coming in and we're like, you know what? Um, getting onto the island was so bad. We we're like, we'll meet you over in this place called Dunedin. So we got on our bikes and we started riding over and we see lightning, like, you know, coming off in the distance. Like, oh my gosh. Like, it felt like we were like in a store where the shopping cart's like right behind you and it's going to hit you in the, the, the back of the foot when somebody's very close. Yeah. So we were booking and booking. We rode, you know, so fast, you know, 10 miles over to Dunedin. Um, and just when we get to Dunedin, wind starts coming in. We got under this little shelter and there's a guy that had a boat that like came out from his boat because lightning was everywhere. And there was this other dude there. Um and so we all just started talking. Literally, the water is coming in. Some lady had her dog. Um, and it was like, it was a really, really like good conversation. But, you know, this guy, um, he looked a little ragged. And he goes, um, you know, he's like, where do you guys live? And, you know, I, I told him, like, you know, where'd you come from? He says, Denver. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, no, I walked here from Denver. He was a homeless man. Man, this guy was so grateful for everything he had. He hadn't had a meal in like easily 24 hours. So, um, you know, we were talking and like literally I I called my wife. I'm like, where are you? She's like, there's a stranded dog um, that we found in our neighborhood. She's like, we had to find the owner. She's like, I haven't left yet. Meanwhile, we're half an hour away. So we're just sitting there in the rain and we had a great conversation with the guy. Finally, when my family came, you know, we had extra food. So we invited him to eat and he just chilled with us. But man, the craziest story is like he slept in the woods with like a bear and all. And like, he just told us like, these weirdest things, but you know, like afterwards, um, you know, I was talking to my kids about him and it was just like, they were just so amazed at how happy he was, you know? And meanwhile, like literally all he had was, was, was in his backpack. And he had said to them, like, you know, he's like, how are you doing in school and everything like that do well and all, um, you know, I wish I did things differently, but he goes, you know, I have no stress every morning. I just wake up and, you know, maybe I'll work on one of these guys boats over the next few days. If not, you know, just continue walking and find some work somewhere else and just no stress, man. And just, it made me think like, 
you know, sometimes like I'm worried about like, you know, oh, my phone, my battery's dying fast. <laughs> my freaking battery's dying fast. And I'm bitching about that. And this guy hasn't eaten in a day. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. yeah, just, I think we all have those situations in life. And it's just, again, whether we're paying attention to them and being aware um, or if we just let those moments go by, because if we do, it's like life is like, like that. Yeah. And like the example with, with, um, that homeless guy, what we write it, we see things physically, right? So we can look at him and think, well, materialistically and physically, he, he doesn't have much and that can hit us and be like, oh, he doesn't have anything then. And we can think literally his whole grand, his, like his life, he doesn't have anything, but wow, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing literally every single day that the material stuff, it just, it doesn't matter at all. It's like, and and again, physically, visually, we can see he doesn't have anything, but like what's on his inside? (laughs) I mean, who, who, where's his soul? Where is he at spiritually? Where's his... He was going to be in November uh, for Thanksgiving. He's like, I want to be in Alabama um, at my daughter's house um, to have Thanksgiving with them. That was all I was on, <laughs> you know, because I'd ask, I was like, what, what's on your agenda? Where are you going and all? He goes, oh, by Thanksgiving, I want to you know, be back in Alabama to you know, enjoy Thanksgiving with you know, my daughter and her family. But other than that, I might go down to uh, Miami. He's like, I don't know the keys. Um, he goes, wherever my feet take me. Like, yes. how yeah. awesome is that? Like, I mean, yeah, just, you know, and meanwhile, I had the audacity to feel bad initially. And it was like, you know, like, it's like, who, who am I? You know? yep. It's crazy. It is crazy. Wow. Right. And we do that. We'll feel sympathy or feel bad when it's like, you may have it way more figured out than I have it. You know yeah. what I mean? Where it's like there, he's like living in the moment. He's living in the moment and being free. And there's so much peace that can come from that, right? He's like, like you said, that was such a good example, Mike, about your phone. Cause when you said that my phone is dying, it's like, I've had that. Everyone listening right now has had that same exact thought, yeah. anxiety and that feeling where it's like, we create a lot of the stress on our own lives. Like by the things that like the anxiety that we're thinking of, of the future, is just going to go this way or what's going to happen? Or is my phone going to die? Or, you know, the depression and the things of the past. And it just seems like he's just so living in the moment, right? He's like, wherever my feet take me. Literally moment by moment, wherever I am, that's where I'm going to be. And that will be fine. And life is great. And like, what an example that you said how happy he looked and how grateful and appreciative he was. It's like, that is such a lesson there for everyone to hear and just being more present and not projecting ourselves so much into the future of our anxiety and what is going to happen, right? His only thought was, I want to get to my daughters and for Thanksgiving. (laughs) That was it. Wow. You know, meanwhile, we're worried about like where we're going this weekend, what we're doing on Monday, Friday. And it's like, you know, on his calendar is literally something like this was last month. So almost six months out yep. was the only thing on his calendar. Wow. And it's something I'm realizing so much more too in the peace of being present and the peace of being in the now and not being so worried about what's going to happen later because all everything for all of us, all of our fears, all of our downfalls, all of the negativity that comes into our life is really choice. primarily, it's such a choice. Yes, Mike. And is so primarily based on our thoughts of our projections into the future, into the past, essentially not living right now in the moment. And yes, Mike, like this is really important for everybody to know too. You have a choice in everything. 
You always have a choice. No matter what happens to you, you get to choose how you react. It's not about, and never about what happens to you. It's about what you do with what happens to you. And there's a choice in that every single time. Yeah. I mean, I really, uh, I'm a big believer. Like, so Sundays I do a uh, detox of like just technology it, it's gone like i go to the church and you know then i teach her um a, a, these amazing and fourth and fifth graders um and then you know we're just with our family right and so um i think it's important uh, for all of us because whether you watch you know cnn or fox um they're, they're, they're gonna separate us right um when you're on you know the gram and you know you're scrolling through your feed and you know you're just gonna see something and you know it could be even like think about it from a sports standpoint like i don't i'm not a sports dude like so my wife is um you know so i my sports business and she like you know sees things that i don't see but it's like it's so amazing like you know like when i see her as a jet fan go against people who are new england and i've seen it like where they're like, they get and they like, they're so like intertwined and it's in every area it's like politics it's you know race it's you know all these different things but we have a choice if we just if we were to turn it off like i i was reading a story recently of some dude that was away for like almost an entire year like up in the mountains didn't even know about COVID. Like um, after 9-11, you know, again, I was right there and I lost a lot of friends. Um, I realized that I was glued to the TV um, for almost two, three months. I'm so mad um, yeah. at what it was showing me. But eventually when I shut it off and my wife and I did, because we realized it was impacting us, it was like, we just didn't even realize. Now, I know it's good to keep up with the news and all, but imagine if you just... You know, you just didn't know, like masks, we have to wear masks, we don't have to wear masks. If we weren't paying attention to that noise, this infrastructure, whatever it's going on in Congress, I don't even know. But like, if like people are mad over this, I know, like on both sides. And if you just didn't involve and you were just more concerned about, you know, your fellow brother or sister, or, you know, from church or, you know, whatever community you're in and just really was focused on that. Just yeah. imagine what difference your life would be. Like, just try it. Like, if you feel like overwhelmed sometimes, like just shut off the negative, right? Like, watch what you're reading. Yes. You know, sometimes, you know, watch what you're listening to. Like, it's so important. We don't realize it. The narrative, you know, it can control us. But if we can control the narrative, our life is just so much more free. Yes. And it's like, someone said this one time, it's like with the media and the news, it's like, you can be informed but not inundated by it, not allowing it to take you over and to- Conformed. Yes. Oh my God. To not, right. To not make it make your choices for you. Yeah. Because that's what it does a lot of the times. It's telling you how you're supposed to think and how you're supposed to feel. And like, that was such a good example, man. I honestly advocate for everybody to turn off the news be informed, understand what's going on, but don't be so inundated with it and consumed with it. Turn it off and see what's happening around you, right? 100%. Because if I turn off the news and I see and I, and I remove myself from all the separation that they are just forcing down our throats and I just live in my reality in a loving, kind perspective, it's the complete opposite of what's happening on the news. It is not at all what they're projecting. It's like, let's look around to each other and our community and to our friends and, and just not and even our non-friends, the people who are just around us. 
look at that more often than you're going to look at the news to see what's happening in this country and ha- what's happening in your town and, and, and all around you because it'll be drastically 100%. different. Yeah. Huge difference that. And if you could like just literally once a week try to go, whether you can only handle half an hour or if you could do like half a day, go volunteer somewhere. Yeah. What that does, it, it's like it's it's selfish in a way like because it is that beneficial for you yeah. over whoever you're helping and you just you you don't even realize it but when you do it it it's like wow just and magical things start to happen because of it yeah wow and it's like Mike, I've I've had this conversation so many times about the term selfish because in that situation like go and give because it's going to feel incredible for you. Right, it's going to feel amazing for that person who you're supporting and helping, but there's something to be said and realized and understood that it's going to help you drastically. And right, we call that we use the term selfish for that in a way because it's like, well, you're being selfish because you're like you want to help yourself, but it's like we have to create another word for that because that yeah. term doesn't actually equate to what we're referring to in this moment. And it's so important for us to be quote unquote selfish in these moments because it's going to benefit us. It's going to lift our vibration. It's going to create more joy and happiness in our life, which will just then continue to push out. People will see us. It'll create this effect that is just going to help in the consciousness of this planet because we're the light in that moment, right? We're, we're doing something and like going and volunteering your time, like, being selfish, it's like, what you're doing is amazing. It is a beautiful cycle. It's not 100%. like- 100%. Right, it's like you're being selfish and you're the only one getting anything out of it and it's kind of negative and, and low vibrational. It's like super high vibrational. You're doing good in the world and you're also helping yourself. It's like, it literally doesn't get much better than that. When you move, I'm gonna introduce you to Jody. Um, she's a friend of mine. She lives uh, where you're moving to. And she is, um, her and her husband are the sweetest people in the world. She's a famous author. Um, but she just talks exactly to that about how moms, um, and again, it's a word, right? So I agree, it's, it's, it's perceived one way, but she tells moms, you have to be selfish. Like if you don't take care of yourself, you can't be a good mom. It's just, it's the reality, you know, um, and you'll break down and on. So she talks about like, a, unfortunately, something serious that happened in her life, both um, from a, a mom standpoint and prior, her father had committed suicide, unfortunately, too. So she um, really, really good author. Um, and she should be on because she talks a lot about selfish um, and love, inner love for yourself first. And she connects on it so well. Oh, my gosh. I um She's another good friend that I love to speak to um, occasionally. That's awesome. That's it, dude. It's like, it's just, it's surrounding yourself with these people. It's like, you know, like, who is the dude that Jim Rohn, you know, surround yourself with the five people. Like, and everybody talks about it from a wealth standpoint, but no, it's like just life, man. It, it's like, we don't even realize it. Like, you know, and that's even as a parent and you're going to like, am I protective of my kids and who they hang out with? Yes. Um, particularly when they were a lot younger, because I have to help them make those decisions because they just don't realize, you know, I'm sure it might be cool watching and on, you know, I look at this kid across the street from me, unfortunately, he's, you know, I've spoken to his parents a lot of times and like, Hey, just, you know, um, he's hanging out with a bad crew. He's hanging out with a bad crew. Just, you know, let him come to my church and let me hang out with him. And, you know, no, 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 no. Sure enough. Now he's in high school. And the other night an officer knocked on a door and just said, you know, Hey, do we, you know, know where he is and, you know, what's he up with? And now his parents can't control him. 
And so like when kids are young, it's our job, you know, as parents um, to parent for that reason. Right. Um, and then let them trip and make some mistakes and pick them back up. But um, we can control that as adults. And so we can control it online in the books we read, these conversations. Like, you know, that's why I love you know talking to you. I'm glad John introduced us. It's, you know, it's super cool. Yes, man. It's, oh gosh, it's so true. The people you surround yourself with and, Yes, a lot of people might probably think about it financially or monetarily, but me, I'm like, and how you're talking about it right now, it's like I want to surround my people who have a positive mindset, who come from a place of love more often, who understand the power of kindness and gratitude and all those things. Like, Those are the people I want in my life that can bring more of that into it and help shift me to a better place. I'm like, Mike, you're one of those people, man. That's why who you are and how just giving you are, I felt that so much in our first conversation. Like you didn't know me anything. You didn't have to do, you didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to jump on a call with me and spend an hour of your time when you're insanely busy, but like you, you made the energy and the effort to do that. And so it's like someone like you that like inspires me and encourages me to be a better person and to, right. And to, to help people when I can, and to give my time and energy to someone who needs it. And it is, it's so important in surrounding yourself with people like that. And one of like the first people that I didn't even know I was doing this at the time, I surrounded myself with my now wife and her heart is just bursting with love always. And I never really even thought about the people I was hanging out with and how that impacted me. And then in being with her, it was the biggest impact of my entire life. And and she's completely changed who I am. And just really, I've said this so many times, but she's literally cracked my heart open and, and allowed this just flood of love to come in and to come out. And it's like, without her, would I have gotten there? Maybe. It could have taken 10, 15, 20 years. Maybe I never got there. But it is, it's so crucial to be surrounded with people who are going to lift you up yep. and inspire you. And love you. It's the same way for me. Like I was heading down a wrong path, really, um, on Wall Street. And if I didn't meet my wife, I don't know which way I would have gone. But, you know, literally just, you know, changed everything for me. So, you know, God Uh puts the right people in front of us. We, again, it's back to just being aware, right? And the only way to become aware is to slow down. Like, so, you know, part of my um, nighttime routine, I know we didn't go into it deep, but it is slowing down just to reflect on the day yeah. and looking through the whole highlight wheel of the day at every little thing to see, was there something maybe that I just didn't realize because I was in the motion at the moment. And there's so many times that things come to me and, you know, I write it down and then that next day I'll follow up for a reason because if it didn't, that moment would have just gone by and we all have those moments, but if we don't slow down to pay attention to them, you know, we just don't know. Like, um, I, I shared with you, you know, my, my new business. Um, I, if I didn't slow down and went, and I did, somebody had messaged me on Instagram or no LinkedIn. And, you know, I just kind of looked through it and I gave a half-ass response. And that night I remember reflecting on it. I was like, you know what? And so the next day I wrote him out like an entire business plan. <clears throat> and he was just like, dude, can we jump on the call? And we just started talking and now we're partners. Um, all because, you know, and that is not joking. Every business I am, every business I've had has been, I'm the number two. And I'm okay with saying that. Like, it's literally like I've come in and just seen something, 
that they didn't see and put the, but it was all their ideas. And, you know, I don't really even care about whose idea it was, you know? Um, but it was, I slowed down and gave that and this now, you know, it's a partnership. Um, yeah. And I'm super excited about it, but wouldn't have happened if I didn't slow down. And so I think, you know, for all of us slow down whenever possible and really just look at your highlight reel every day. And then for the week, I do that also every Friday night. And if I don't have time Friday night, cause I'm going out Saturday mornings is my reflection time where I literally will just think through every part of everything and just kind of just notes. I'm not a journal or like a journal person, but I will just kind of write things down and I'm like, Hmm. And it just opens up opportunities. Yes. Thank you for that, Mike. Cause um, the, the nighttime routine is something that. I don't really do. I have the every night before I go to sleep, I focus on things that I'm grat- I'm grateful for. So that's so that's always there, and it's really simple. And I, I I share this on the page, and a lot of times it's literally a bracelet that I have on. Every morning when I put it on, it is there simply to remind me to focus on what I'm grateful for. Every night when I take it off, it's the same exact idea. It's literally, I wear it to remind me. That's it. And then when I take it off at night, it reminds me to stop and think about what I can be grateful for either that day or over my whole life or whatever it might be. And um, I think, yeah, thank you, man, because I, um, I always want to be intentional. And I feel like adding more to a nighttime routine, and especially that, I love that, reflecting on the day. And it's like, you know, could I have handled a situation better? Could I have been more present in this moment? Could I have, you know, showed more love in in this moment instead of showing anger or resentment or whatever it could have been and using those things to then, okay, not judging myself for them, right? Not being something I'm working on too is in those reflections, not judging myself and, and looking down on myself or or any sort of bad feelings about it, but just understanding it, being aware of it and like, okay, cool. I'm glad that my awareness is now here and now I can be better the next day. And I think that's, you know, yeah. It's 100%. It's, you know, and again, it's, it's slowing down. It's like when we're standing in line and we see somebody's having a bad day and we act, like my kids, like I really hope that's one trait I pass on to them. They always say it and like it annoys them that I talk to everybody. Um, but, you know, I look at them now and they do the same darn thing, which is awesome. <laughs> but it's like, you just don't know, right? And so you also, you learn stuff. Like again, when I met that guy from Denver, like it's, you know, I just learned so many cool stuff from him about living outdoors and like, you know, cause I'd never been camping and I'm considering it, although I'm like very nervous and my family's nervous, they won't survive with me. But um, <laughs> it's like, he gave us a whole bunch of tips and it was like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, we have that choice. It's always a choice. Slow down. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Slow. Ah. And it has a lot to do with being present too, because like when we're slowing our mind down, we're just being calmer. Do you like Eckhart Tolle? I cannot even tell you how much I love him. I've been, I listened to the power of now back to back. Um, Listen to, um, on, I believe her podcast is called Soul Something. It's Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Um, but she does, she reads the book with you. Um, and so it's, a, um, you know, 10 back-to-back episodes or 10 or 11. I believe it's 10 chapters. Um, but it's very good because then um, they give a highlight of it in the beginning. And then her and Eckhart have a, a conversation about each chapter in detail. Um, so that episode, so chapter one, and then bam, and then you wait a week and then you go back. And so it's really good because, well, she's, you know, an, an awesome narrator. Oh my gosh. And, and 
what they're going over is the the book, The Power of Now. Yeah, is the that power the one? Of now. Yep. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh my god. Yeah. So just do it, like you know, but really, like read along with them because yeah. he, he's so powerful. Um, he really is, and it, it, we just don't realize that, like now. Yeah. Like it's so hard because like I do like, you know, I told you new business, I have a lot going on right now. And if I do start and I do it, we all do it. And I start thinking about stuff. What if this happens or this or this? And I create all these scenarios um, when, you know, all I need to do is right now, am I doing what I need to do? Am I being a good dad? Am I being a good husband? Mm-hmm. And things are just yeah. Yeah. So like even right now, I'm sure you do too, Mike. I have a crazy busy day ahead of me after, um, after this podcast. And, uh, I'm so grateful that I'm here. I'm present. I'm here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the older version of myself, and there's nothing wrong with that version of myself, but the older version and in still times now in life, you know, I'm not perfect, but I would have been dragged into the anxiety or to like, how how's the rest of the day gonna go? And I would have been just stuck in that and not been here. And like, thank God that I'm here and present with you because I'm learning so much. I feel great. If I was stuck in the future of what was gonna happen, again, it's bringing me down. It's making me a little vibrational because I'm I'm feeling worried and I'm feeling anxious. But instead of those feelings, I'm feeling here and present and with you and being able to speak to the beautiful soul that you are and just be able to literally be present and enjoying every single moment of this. It's just, it is such a game and such a life changer. And that's why I'm on such the kick of, of being present in now is because I've listened to that book. Now I literally just finished it for the second time last night. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's then very powerful. I mean, I told you, you know, this is powerful and I know you're going to read it. I mean, I just, I know we're going to be closing soon. So it's a course. I do want to just, it's yes. a course of miracles, yes. but just today's lesson, get a load of this. Yes, I think please. I read it too before. Judgment and love are opposites. From one comes all the sorrows of the world, which is obviously judgment. But from the other comes the peace of God himself, which is love. Yep. And so it's a choice. And so every day you just read one passage and then just you know, like a little script and then that's it. And then you just reflect on it all day. Hopefully, you know, meditate on it two, three times throughout the day. And it's just weird. Like how many like um, things have happened um, since this Um, I've started this since from our good friend, uh, John uh, McGee. So the course in miracles. Yes. I told you before, right. It's been coming up um, a lot in my life in the past, like two weeks. It's, it's wild. And it's like, Literally, oh my, it all comes together, right? So in meeting John, such a beautiful person too, he introduced me to you. John gave you that book, In Course in Miracles, something that's been coming up in my life. Now you're sharing that with me, that that's something that you do every day. And it's just reiterating that more, the importance of that book and what that can give me. And it has to do with the people you surround yourself with and the people who come into your life. Because without reaching out to John to do the podcast, I never would have met him, never would have met you, never would have had my mind be opened to who you guys are and what you're bringing to this world. And this book wouldn't have come into my life. You know, like the fact that it showed up again reiterates it more and more. And I'm just such a big, like, believer in that. As things keep showing up, it's like, okay, cool. Well, this is literally the universe or God being like, here you go. Like, I can't show it to you in any other way. Is it a coincidence? 
right? Right. So it's, uh, no, no everything's got a reason, but if exactly. you slow down, right, to pay attention to it, because it just happens to all of us. And a lot of times we, we don't realize it. Um, yeah. You know, there's a, a famous fable, um, and I'll just kind of give you a 30,000 foot overview. I, I love it too, because one of the kids from church who I, I read it to the group all the time, um, but it's about like this father and the son and, you know, the, the, the um, son is born and, you know, they're out in the field and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, um, the, the son gets hurt. Right. And all of a sudden the soldiers come into town and, you know, they, they say it's time to go to war and all the, the, the children have to, you know, suit up and go. And, you know, the next door neighbor farmer goes to them, you know, oh, you're so lucky. You know, your son was hurt. Um, he doesn't have to go to war and all. Right. But then, you know, the next day something happens to the son and then the, the neighbor comes over again and says, oh, you know, you have such bad luck. Um, you know, and so this farmer, the, the father is constantly saying maybe so. Maybe not. And, you know, it's just for a life. It, it's always saying maybe so, maybe not. Not reading into everything, whatever. And it's just like right now. Yep. Right now. Yes. And I, I want to just uh, touch on quickly the, the quote um, that you mentioned from the book and just really reiter reiterate this, um, that it's always a choice. We can always, in everything... It's again, it's not what happens to us. We we have the ability to choose love or to choose judgment or to choose fear. It's like how cool is that that it's up to us? Like that awareness in itself should get you so excited and inspired and like, okay, wow, it's not determined on, on another person. It's only determined on me and the choice that I make. And when you can consistently bring your awareness to choosing love over the other negative emotions like fear or judgment that we just mentioned, your life will, I cannot even, I cannot put into words how much your life will change. Because it's, right. And that's something, I, Mike, like the light that you are and how much you glow, it's like, I know that's who you are. I know that you're choosing love way more often than you're choosing fear. And it's not easy. Let me just, right. because I think anybody that says it is, yeah. is, um, is just not being honest with themselves. We are all thrown you know, things in this world at us all the time, yeah. but it's a choice. It's a choice when you roll over in the morning, if you're going to look at your phone, right. And, and just go to the gram or go to whatever. Um, because right away, something's coming in. Um, if you run a business, right. So I don't even look at messages. Right. And so, um, now my partner is in Dubai. Okay. And, um, our lawyer who we're working a lot with because, you know, it's a financial, um, vehicle that we're in, um, is in Denmark. So huge times, uh, zone difference, right? I still will not go and look at messages or anything in the morning. Why? Um, because most of the time it's not going to bother me, but what happens if it does now back to what you said, you're reactive, right? You remember when you said about getting to work or whatever, it's like, yep. you know, you can control that it's a buffer. And so we all need to, to create that buffer in the morning where it's just, even if it's only five minutes, um, just create that five minute of protection and whether it's, you know, gratitude that you're going through or just, you know, what you're excited about for the day, we all have something to be excited about. And even if it's the work, like literally the rest of my day, starting from one o'clock on is going to be jam packed and, um, you know, potentially stressful, but I am so like supercharged for today. I'll be okay with it. I'm just, uh, you know, um, I'm going to be so, but just watch 
your day. Watch when you, you know, if you could journal about one thing, I would say at the end of the day, it's when looking at those moments when you do snap, right? Um, you know, they say, um, you know, think of the times when we have automatic negative thoughts, right? Ants, right? Um, mm -hmm. Because we all have them throughout the day. What led up to it before? What were you doing maybe an hour before? Keep a journal of how you eat, right? And yeah. what you were eating and all. Do foods react? Do people react? And then, you know, at least if you can define where the issues are and then you can start working on those, life just becomes a little bit better. And I think we're all going through this journey each and every day where we know love is the right thing. Um, but there's just times that we're like, ah, oh, you know, that person's, you know, wearing a mask. They're so scared about everything, you know, whereas like the other person on the other side is like, that person's not wearing a mask. Oh my gosh. You know, and it's like, you know, you're getting caught up in it. And it's like, why do I have to back to that quote from today? Right. Why do I have to judge? Mm. Why even go down that path? Why not just, you know, look at that person that just opened the door for that other individual, you know? Yep. It's a choice. It is such a choice. And it, I mentioned this earlier, uh, maybe before the call, but it's like in the judgment of somebody else, they're maybe feeling that a little bit, but it's like, you're feeling that when you're, when yeah. we're judging anyone else, it never feels good. It's super low vibrational. It's really negative energy. And we're the ones who are feeling it. We're we only think, judging ourselves at the end of the day. Yes. yes. It's pain on ourselves. It's yeah. such a good, like, I can't wait till you go through the course of miracles because yeah. you're really going to enjoy it. But um, it talks a lot about, about that. Um, you know, and like every day I literally, I'm writing down, you know, the, the passage from the day. And then I star, you know, ones that I really like, like, God has condemned me not no more than I condemn myself. And like, it's, you know, like we just start thinking these things. Right. Um, and we have to be very careful um, because our brain, it, it brings us down these rabbit holes and yes. um, we can control it if we're um, aware of it. A hundred percent. Exactly. It's like, be more conscious. Don't be so unconscious, right? Try to bring your awareness to these things that are happening. Don't just be going through the day unconscious, not aware, not realizing anything. So that's like a huge first step is just being aware that these things are even happening, being more conscious and, and you know how you do that by being more present, which is just so cool. How it works like that. Yeah. You, um, you know, I hope, uh, you know, and anybody here, like I'm not on Instagram a lot. I maybe log in like once every two weeks. Um, so, but I, I encourage anybody to email me also. It's just first name, last name at gmail.com, Michael Koala at gmail.com. But I'll send you like my top five favorite, um, you know, just messages from there that I look at. Because again, I have a, a whole journal of things on it. Um and then I'll also send you another thing that might sound morbid, but I read it a lot. And I don't know if you've ever read it. It's um, The Five Regrets of the Dying. No, I haven't. So it's of a um, hospice nurse um, who I believe um, she's, you know, helped, not helped, but sat next to, you know, well over 100 plus um, individuals who, it's, you know, the last few days. And she went through and interviewed them all about, you know, what were their biggest regrets? in life. And so, um, it's something that I look at all the time. John actually loves it too. Cause I've shared it with him, but, um, if anybody wants, again, I'll just send you my five favorite, you know, from the course of miracles and then I'll, I'll just copy and paste, but I keep it my phone. Like I, that's, that's the stuff that I look at 
all day. Like, yes. you know, I'm not looking at a lot of social media because then it's going to bring me down this rabbit hole that I can't control. And if I can control who I am and where my brain is, I can be a better father. I can be a better husband. I can be a bu- better business owner. I can be a better friend. Yes. Oh my gosh, Mike. So true. It's like, if we can just be more conscious and more aware of who we are, what we're doing and not just be so lost in the unconsciousness of, of every single day. Just bringing our attention inward. It's, uh, dang, Mike, this has been awesome. I love, uh, <laughs> I mean, all of our conversations leading up to this have been incredible, but this is like the first one where we're just like totally open mind. It just, you know, usually on the other calls, you're helping me, you know, there's some, there's some sort of an agenda and here we're allowed just to be free and open. And it was just, it's really special for me to, just dive a little bit deeper into who you are, man, because your beauty is literally, it radiates from who you are. I appreciate that. Of course, man, you put out such a good energy. It's just, you have such a great mindset and I'm just, I'm grateful and humbled that I'm able to, to share that with, with more people. Sweet. Well, I can't wait till you uh, move over here closer. You, the wife, uh, my fam, we'll get together and just, you know, walk the beach and, uh, you can come and do a uh, sea cleanup with us. We love doing that for the sea turtles. Yes, I would love to do that. Yes, yeah. I can. Yeah. It's pretty cool. We had a contest, me and my daughter, last time against everybody else. The only thing we were going to pick up was cigarette butts. It was the grossest thing in the world, but I think we clocked in at 40 pounds. Oh my. And all we picked up was cigarette butts. That is literally mind blowing. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, over six hours. Um, that's what we had cleaned from like Clearwater Beach. So wow. crazy, 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 crazy. So, yeah. When you move into this area, we'll do this together. Yes. I would love to do that. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me into that. Cause that just sounds amazing. It is. It's cool. Awesome. And then Mike, the, the one question that I ask every single guest, and I've been trying to bring as much awareness to this as, as possible. So everyone who's listens to the podcast, you, you know where this is going. But uh, my biggest goal in life of Spread Love Movement is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be in a place that's more loving and kind and peaceful, empathetic, forgiving, understanding, accepting, a place that is more one and that is more together in understanding our divinity and understanding our oneness. And you're someone who's doing it, man. I, ah, I love these conversations with people. I'm just so lucky to be able to surround myself with just incredible people like you. And um, so the question is, Mike, what are you doing in life uh, that you feel like is helping in this shift of consciousness? Listening. So we have two ears, one mouth for a reason. And I think, you know, if more of us were to truly just listen to folks instead of thinking about what we're going to say next, um, we all could be, you know, that difference in somebody's life because everybody is, you know, trying. Love is this natural. Community is natural. Mm. Like we want one another. But a lot of times we're so bed up in conversations that, you know, we're thinking about what's next and my story or their story and then the next and the next. And we're just not really there. And so, you know, for me, it's active listening a lot of times and, you know, it's great parental advice. It's great friendship advice. It's great business advice. Right. Um, so I get a lot thrown at me, like literally starting in a little bit, I'm going to have a lot coming at me today. Um, you know, and 
a lot of times it's me just asking the questions. Like I mentor this um, awesome dude. He's in uh, India. Um, so he just graduated. Um, his name's Madet, 19 years old. And, um, you know, it, it's just, I saw he had this hunger, but, you know, he's in a different part of this world that things are just different. Right. And, and so um, I started noticing he was caught up with like this, you know, like Grant Cardone and, you know, all these people that are like just talking about money, 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 money and like hunger and, and all. And I thought just bringing him down, not that anything's wrong. Like, I think he's, you know, a great guy and he has impact in his audience. But he wasn't really helping the kid with, you know, where he needed assistance. And so, you know, I started to mentor him and work with him. And now, you know, he's working with us on this, you know, new business. And it's um, it's just funny how things, you know, come back around. But it was all because, again, like, always just listening. And so, you know, that would be my best tip for everybody. I love that. And it's like, are we listening to respond, just to respond? Or are we listening to actually be there and hear and care for somebody? Because like you mentioned, a lot of times we're just listening to respond. We're not really hearing what they're saying. We're just like, okay, shut up so I can respond to you now. Yeah. And that's so powerful just to be there for people. And when everyone knows this, when you have ever been talking to somebody and you can feel how much they're listening to and you can feel how much they care and support you, everyone has felt that before. And that is, it's really special to, to be with somebody and to feel that from them, that they're actually there for you and that they care and that they're fully involved and, and have you have all of their attention. It's back to that slowing down, dude. It really yeah, is. Like, yeah. And so whenever you do, and like, again, Saturday mornings, I told you like Friday nights or Saturday mornings when I do slow down, there's like so many people that I just shoot emails off to to follow up on things that we discussed during the week, just to yeah. kind of like, and that makes a difference. I mean, yeah. I know I've emailed you like, Hey, what's going on with, you know, this, right. And just because, you know, Hey, I think it, sometimes we have all this own fear in our own heads and head talk. And so we're not progressing, but if somebody could just be that, that push, that vote of count confidence, um, you know, but we all can be that vote of confidence for somebody else. Absolutely. And Mike, literally, when I got that email from you, just like checking in, I was like, that feels, this feels so good. Literally, I was like, wow, Mike was like thinking about me and, and enough to reach out to me because he like cares. And I was just like, and what you're doing, man, and, and you listening and, and being there for people, it is making a mass. It really makes such a, a massive impact. So just thank you thank for you, who man. you are, man, and, and, and what you're doing. And this thank you. Awesome. For so good, man. And thank you really for being here and just being so open and vulnerable and just sharing your thoughts and who you are. Because the goal really of this podcast is to bring more awareness to people like you, to people like every guest that I've had on here so far. And the good that people are putting out in the world, it's just let's bring more attention and more light on those people and these circumstances than the division and the hate that is typical in media because these things are happening. People like you exist so much and I'm just just trying to bring more focus on on that. So this doesn't exist without you and all my I guests. I appreciate so. that. When is this airing? This will be out tomorrow. Fantastic. So quick. tomorrow is what? Um Thursday. Thursday, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sunday, anybody with an iPhone in the morning will get from Apple how you spent the week on your phone. 
And if you could do yourself a favor, eliminate the top two from your viewing for the next seven days and message me personal, just michaelkoala at gmail.com and let me know if it made a difference in your life. I guarantee if you were to take out whatever those top two are, you know, I saw my daughters, it was nine hours a day on TikTok. That's a lot. That is so much time. That's wow. So much of a day. Yeah. in the summer, because again, a lot of lockdown and just no events and whatever. Yeah. So, and it's like, when we were sitting there talking about that in church, I was like, holy cow. And so, you know, and the same with my wife, when I looked at hers, you know, three hours on Facebook and it was like, wow, like, so all of us, whatever it is, just, you know, none of us are perfect, but if you could try to take those two and eliminate it for seven days, email me the following Sunday and let me know how your life, if it was better or not, I guarantee you it will be. So awesome. People, please take advantage of this. And I'll put Mike's Instagram handle and his email uh, in like the little bio in this section Sweet. underneath his episode. So definitely check that out. Yes, Mike, my, oh, my man, I'm so grateful just to, to know you and to get to know you even more because I know this is literally just like the starting off point of our friendship. And 100%. It's, it's really, really exciting. So everybody, thank you so much for being here. We love you so much. And Mike, man, again, thank you. Thank you, buddy, for being here. Thank you. Of course.